Welcome to Fellowship in the Word Live. Great to have you all here with us today. Fellowship in the Word is a weekly devotional series where we have practical down-to-earth discussions about biblical truth and how it applies to our everyday life. Today is Fellowship in the Word Live, and I emphasize that because we have the Fellowship in the Word podcast which all of these audio recordings will be going to. If you are on with us right now, then you are probably watching us live via the church, uh, either Facebook page or YouTube or Twitter on one of those areas. But you know when we do these devotionals... Here, let's get that mic in front of you. There we go. (laughs) You know when we do these devotionals, we're only doing them on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, right? Right. And people have really said how this has been a blessing to them and how they've been using this as their own personal devotions. I remember you saying that last time, how some some people, actually that was our point last time, intimacy with God is the highest priority in our lives. And how a lot of people, I mean, just the reality, a lot of people just don't spend regular time uh, in their devotions, regular time with the Lord. So um, for those of you that don't know, I was not feeling well over the weekend. Um, our kids got sick. Uh, we went camping, we came home, our kids were all sick, then they got Rachel and I both <laughs> sick. So, uh, you know, over the weekend I was just uh, thinking about that and I was just um, thinking about how we only have three episodes and it would be great if we had an episode for every single day for our people uh, and for those that listen to be able to just spend some time with the Lord. So what we are doing is... We are? We. We, <laughs> together what, we <laughs> what we're doing is we Some are new information coming my way here we are going to have an episode <clears throat> come out every single day so mondays wednesdays and fridays are still going to be the fellowship in the church live or fellowship in the church <laughs> fellowship, i said that because fellowship has a fellowship i'll go to church three times a week now fellowship it well they should anyways well, yeah. three times a week Fellowship in the Word Live is going to continue to be on the Facebook page and YouTube and all of that. And then on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we're going to have a Fellowship in the Word. This is only going to be on the podcast. And uh, we'll be doing 10-minute devotionals on um, Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, for you guys. And they're going to be about 10 minutes long. And they'll be a separate series than the live series. So right now on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going through the book of 1 Timothy, all right? So they're going to be short, just 10-minute long episodes, and the purpose of them is really just if you're not spending a regular time in your devotions, that hopefully this can be a supplement to that. Uh, it should. This should never replace your regular. Well, we hope it really helps you develop a discipline Yes. to be in the Word for yourself. Amen. So it should never replace your regular um, time with the Lord. Just like live stream should never replace your church attendance. Exactly. But some are allowing that to happen. Oh, can't be having that. Can't be having that. So let's get back in church, you know, be having our devotions. But we really do hope that this will be a supplement. So all of that, wrap it all up. This is what we're saying. There will be an episode five days a week. That's kind of the goal is five days a week. There will be episodes. Three of them will be live. Two of them will be just on the podcast. However, you can get a hold of all of these on the Fellowship in the Word podcast with Pastor White. Look it up. So either you're alive or you're dead. Oh, so. I guess so. <laughs> so 
Those will be dead broadcast, I guess. I guess so. Great to have you all oh, on here with us morning, this morning. Morning, everyone. Glad you're here. Malia. Our faithful Malia. Malia, first one to jump on here. Uh, we got Margaret Avery, Pam Reynolds. Uh, we got Debbie on with us. Let's see. Doug Raby. Samantha Russell, Ella Forner, Phil Ferraro. Great to have you guys all Still on. waiting for Doug Raby to send me a picture of him on that little scooter that he brought. Man, that'd be uh... come on, Doug. You got to send me that picture. <laughs> that'd be that'd be something yeah, to behold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that scooter. No, no sirree. No. no sirree. All right, how you doing, Dad? I'm doing fine. Good. Yeah, doing Fe- fine. Feeling well? Oh Su- yeah. Summer is upon us. Yeah, the deacons decided yesterday we were going to go ahead and uh, have our camping program. So now we got to figure. We got trailers. We got to get up north. We got pontoon. We got boat. We just got a lot of things we we need to get up north. So uh, it's going to be a, a busy time here. Yeah. Uh, trying to get those all up there and get things around because we're really in the rears right now. Because uh, we were kind of thinking we weren't going to have uh, camp this summer, but uh, we were kind of looking to Kobiak to make the decision because they have a lot more information uh, than we do. And so they decided to go ahead and have camp. Uh, the governor opened it up. So we just- are. Friday, the right. governor just decided to let camps open and gave them the guidelines. And so that's what they were waiting for. And it didn't look like they were ever going to send it out. So they did it Friday. And uh, obviously, Kobiak still has to make some adjustments for their program. They're not able to run the full thing, but they are still able to do it. Yeah. And Camp Canaan Land decided to go ahead and did they? Do, okay. do theirs as well. So. Right. so you'll be doing some speaking. Uh, I'm not sure. I need to get a hold of them, see if I'm still scheduled. I thought you were scheduled. I was, but I'm not. I just got to get a hold of them. (laughs) Well, let's get into our devotion here this morning. Colossians chapter 2. I guess we've uh, blown 10 minutes here already. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. This will be the verse uh, that we will use for this series that will uh, launch us into the 31 principles uh, biblical principles that should guide and direct every one of our lives. I threw a question at Ben last Friday that he answered so very well, and that was, what is a philosophy of life? Well, a philosophy of life is what you believe that then affects the way that you live. So obviously, everybody has a philosophy of life by which they live, um, We make our decisions in life based upon our philosophy. So what we want, we don't want to have the world's philosophy, obviously. The Bible says that comes to nothing. But we need to have God's philosophy. Uh, Actually, I heard a definition one time that wisdom is seeing life from God's perspective. Hmm. And uh, certainly God has given us his word in order for us to uh, see life the way that God would have us to see it and then to live that life according to the scriptures. So here in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, Beware, watch out, be careful. Um, we, we can't be careful enough of who we're listening to, especially today when we have so many avenues available to us. Ben, you just rattled off a whole bunch of them. What did you say we were on? We were on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. What else? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. We're on our own website. Yep, on our own website. And that's not true just of our men. That's true of almost everybody now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so there's a lot of information that's out there, but we need to make sure that uh, we sift 
that information that we are receiving through the grid of Scripture. Mm. If it gets hung up, throw it away. Bring every thought into the captivity of Christ. So beware, watch out, lest any man, any man spoil you, ruin you through philosophy, number one, through vain deceit. There's deceitful people out there. After the traditions of men, make sure that the traditions that you practice are are God's traditions, not just ones that are made up of men. After the rudiments or the elementary principles and teachings of this world and not after Christ. So Ben, lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get into 31 biblical principles. Dear Lord, thank you so much once again for bringing us here today. Pray that you'll just uh, show us some biblical truth here and just help us to apply it to our lives that we can become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you're with us Friday, I said uh, it was my goal to get through the first five. Uh, We got through number one. And so what I said to Ben this morning, we need to move quicker to get through this. He was like, no, that's okay. We don't have to rush through it. I'm in no hurry. I'm in no hurry. I mean, one principle is not rushing. Hey, this is what I remember when I was being taught um, you know, about preaching and teaching. And I think I was reading this in a book, but they said, if people leave your lesson, remembering one thing, you've been successful because how many times do people leave and they don't remember anything? So if you can just hone in and they can leave thinking about one thing, you've been successful. Well, I think you'd all like that. That would be a lot shorter messages that well, I would be preaching. You would think, but it's actually, actually can That's take probably some time. a good point. I even said yesterday, if there's one thing, just one thing that you take from the message that I preached yesterday, and that was what? It was that one thing. Yeah, it was that one thing. That you had that to I said take you from have to take from the this message. One thing. The one thing. Well, I don't even remember. I'm waiting what it was. for that. I'm waiting for them to answer. <laughs> Some of the, whatever you give to the Lord, He gives it back in a much greater way. Glory. A hundred times more. I mm. love that passage. Yeah. Mark chapter 10. A hundred times more than we could ever imagine. So it really isn't a sacrifice to follow the Lord because he always rewards us. He actually said this, I will reward you openly. Mm. So, well, anyway. So, little, number one. Little rabbit trail. Little rabbit trail. Well, number one uh, <clears throat> principle that we looked at on Friday uh, was that our intimacy with God, our fellowship with God, our closeness with God should be the highest priority in our lives. Amen. Remember, we're in a series of messages on Sunday morning of uh, what really should be important to us. We saw that there was three things, and and uh, we finished up the first one uh, Sunday, but that was to love the Lord with all of your heart. The second one is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then the third one was to fear God and to keep his commandments. This morning I was working on the Father's Day message. Mm. And uh, throughout Scripture it, it emphasizes the importance of fathers walking with God, mm. drawing close to the Lord, and obeying the Lord in their lives so they can set that example to their children. Mm. So our intimacy with God mm. should be the highest, highest priority of our lives. Draw nigh unto God, he will draw nigh unto you. And so when we have that fellowship with the Lord that we should have, 
then our lives really do have a positive impact mm. on others. I really love that verse, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. And I don't remember who I was listening to. This was years ago, but somebody said, you know, cause there's times where we don't feel close to the Lord. Oh yeah. And they said, you know, you're only as half a far, half as far away from God as you think, because it says, if you draw nigh unto God, he will draw nigh unto you. And he gave the illustration up on the stage that you take a step toward God and he takes a step towards you. And, you know, you guys meet in the middle. And so you're only half as far away as it seems mm. like you are. So so if we come running back home, he's he running with, to us. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's a great picture. thought. All right. Let's go to number two now. And that is this, obey God, just obey God. <laughs> the second principle that should govern every one of our lives is obey God and just leave the consequences to him, mm. right? A lot of times we don't obey the Lord because we're back to that fear mm. issue. Well, if I obey God, just the first thing just popped into my mind was tithing. Mm. If I obey God and I give my tithes and I'm faithful in that and offerings to the Lord, then uh, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Mm. No, it's it's what? It's obey God and then leave all the consequences to him. Mm. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 27 says, a blessing. Now you were talking about the Beatitudes. Why do we call them Beatitudes? Because God promises to bless those mm. who have those attitudes in their lives, it says a blessing if, if, that's a big if, isn't it? A blessing if ye obey the commandment of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. As I was studying this morning and getting ready for Sunday's message and about fathers being the positive role model and example that they should be, I actually mentioned this yesterday, but it came up again this morning. Um, Young men are five times as likely to go to prison if they don't have a good role model of a father within the home. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Just incredible. So obey God and leave all the consequences to him. Let me give you another one here. It's 2 Corinthians 10, 6. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and you know that because I refer to it quite often. This is that passage about strongholds. But it said, in having a readiness, I'm ready I'm excited. I'm ready to what? Revenge. Revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So sometimes we're disobedient. Mm. And we need to go back and we need to make that right. So you were just going to say something? Uh, no. I'm just Okay. <clears throat> all right. So how do we go about, if we have been, if we have been disobedient to a very clear teaching, command or principle of scripture how do we go back and rectify that ben one more time how do we go back and rectify our disobedience before god well and others and others well obviously repentance and getting things right and clearing our conscience and there doing what clearing our conscience Mm. takes humility to do that yeah Really, it does take a lot of... It doesn't take so much humility to go to God because we know He knows everything anyway. You know, He knows the very intent of our heart. So making confession to the Lord and, and repenting to the Lord of our disobedience, I think that's kind of an easy step hmm. to acknowledge that. But then it's when the Lord pushes us forward and says, ah, there's one more step that you need to take, and that's you need to go to that person that you've sinned against, hmm. that you've done wrong towards. 
Um, just think how better our relationships would be if we would just obey God in that area mm. and just leave the consequences up to him. Mm. Having a readiness to revenge. What does that sound like to you? Have a readiness to revenge all disobedience mm. when your obedience is fulfilled. What do you take from that passage? Well, um, you know, I just... I was a little distracted because I was just thinking about the idea of obey God and leave all the consequences to him. And my mind has just been thinking about a message that I actually just heard recently. I really enjoy listening to messages. I have a lot of sermon podcasts on my um, phone and I just really enjoy listening to them. Uh, different people expositing the scriptures. It's just, I really enjoy it. There's some people I really enjoy listening to and obey God and leave all the consequences to him. So, so I'm listening to this message on, um, out of the book of Esther, Mordecai. And uh, the preacher I was listening to was just going through the passage. He had a series that he was going through the book of Esther. And I just, this is like literally so on point with this idea. So think about Mordecai, right? Uh, if you're not familiar with the story of, of uh, the book of Esther, um, Mordecai was Esther's, uh, some think he, he was her cousin, some think he was her uncle. Anyways, uh, Mordecai, uh, there was a time where Mordecai saved the king. He, he came, he saved the king, saved the king's life. And, uh, and here's the thing. Later, Haman and the king make a law to kill all of the Jews. Mm -hmm. So, so this, is, this is the idea that he was getting at. Sometimes... When we do what God has called us to and asked us to do, and when we do the right thing, sometimes it seems like bad things happen because of that. At that time. At that time. At that time. So think about Mordecai. He's like, what in the and world? And that's true. Yeah. Sometimes obeying the Lord will... It's hard. It ...cause some real problems. And yeah, yesterday we talked about the family, right? How the family can influence us and pull us away from the Lord, you know, and... Really, to stand up against your family and say, no, it's I'm hard. going to love the Lord with all my heart, and then I'm just going to suffer whatever consequences come. You've lost relationships. Uh, I can think of so many times we're following and doing the right thing, obeying God, where it seems like it makes things harder. It can cost you dearly. It, it, it costs us dearly. At the time. At the time. So that's the idea. So, so you can imagine Mordecai. He's, he's there. He saves the king's life you know, makes that sacrifice, doesn't get any recognition for it. And then the king and Haman make a law to kill all the Jews. So you can just imagine Mordecai. He's just sitting there. He's like, what in the world? Why would this happen? I do the right thing. And now my, all of my people are going to die because of it. But that wasn't the end of the story. Because if you look at the end of the story, we see how God turns all of that out for good, uses that situation where he saved the king and, mm -hmm. it, and everything. The whole story changes later. So the idea is, it just goes back to what you have here. Obey God and leave all the consequences to him. And sometimes it seems like when we do what's right and we obey God, that it actually gets worse. Yeah. I'm actually thinking of people right now in my mind. They are trying to, I'm thinking of this individual, they're trying to follow God, and it seems like every time they try to make the right decision, things actually get worse in their lives. Well, I can testify that from my own life, but I've lived long enough now yeah. to see it on the flip side. And you know, as you were sharing that, I, I, my, my mind just went back to what we preached on yesterday 
Remember what Peter said to the Lord Jesus. He said, we have left all. That was a sacrifice. We have left all and we have followed you. What's going to be our reward? Hmm. Because this whole passage is about the Lord rewarding the faithful. And, and listen to this exactly what Ben was saying. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that hath left houses, brethren, this sacrifice, mm. houses, brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospel. So here it looks like at first, they're making some tremendous sacrifices, right? They're obeying God because God has called them into the ministry. And uh, at first, you know, leave the consequences to him. At first, you can see why many would not follow. Many of his disciples walked with him no more. Yeah. These are hard sayings. Yeah. These, are, these, are, these, these are, are real sacrifices. Yeah, these are hard sayings. And many of his disciples walked with him no more. But look at verse 30. But he shall receive, those who do that, but he shall receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, not only are we going to be rewarded in eternity, but right now God promises to reward as well. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, and lands. Then Jesus said, with some persecution, right? Persecution is going to come. And in the world to come, eternal life. Hmm. So that, that's what we have. We just leave the consequences to him. Whatever you give to the Lord, the Lord will give it back in a much better way. Hmm. And so this second principle just really fits in so well with uh, the message that the Lord had put upon my heart yesterday. Ben, you notice that I wrote a word right there next to it. What is it? Faith. Faith. To obey God and to leave the consequences to him absolutely requires faith. But the just shall live by faith. And it's hard. Okay, I mean, I'm just thinking about the, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 in the scriptures is, is referred to as the faith chapter, and it talks about mm -hmm. all of those people that had faith. And I'm telling you, each and every one of them had to follow God, and it was hard. And there was major sacrifices, and they lost things, and it was difficult, but they did it in faith. Hmm. And Hall of Faith. The Hall of Faith. That's what Hebrews chapter 11, incredible chapter of Scripture. Let me read these verses right at the end of, of Hebrews 11. It said, What shall we say the more, for time would fail me? to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith hmm. subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight the army of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, but others... But others suffered torture, hmm. not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, bonds and imprisonments. Obey God, leave the consequences to him. 
They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. Can you see it? For the cause of, of Christ. Of all of these, sawn asunder. Hmm. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute, afflicted, and tormented. And I love this last statement, of whom the world was not worthy. They obeyed God, and they left the consequences to him. Hmm. Oh, that we would live our lives according to that principle. Number one, our intimacy with God has to become our highest priority. Number two, just obey God and leave the consequences to him. So I think the question is, what is God asking you to do? Uh, maybe there's something going on at work and you just need to be honest about it. Uh, maybe there's something that you need to tell your spouse about. Uh, maybe something that you've been keeping hidden and you're like, I just don't know what will happen if I tell them this thing, uh, if, I, if I share this with them. Uh, maybe it's uh, something with your family. Maybe it's something with your extended family, somebody you need to get right with. And you're thinking, I know I've repented of it. I'm sorry for it, but I can't, I can't let them know that I did that. I can't share that. Maybe it's something that there's some type of dishonesty and you need to make something right with somebody else. You need to pay somebody back. Listen, every one of those things I just said is going to be painful and it's going to cost you. But obey God and leave all the consequences to him, whether it costs you financially, whether it costs you relationally, emotionally, whatever it costs, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. Hmm. Remember what Paul said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Hmm. So the Lord tells us not to take vengeance except on one thing, our disobedience. Hmm. If there's one thing we should take vengeance against, it's the disobedience that we have in our lives. Hmm. Well, let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together today with our people. We love them so dearly. Father, I pray that these principles stick, that they will become the philosophy Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bye-bye. Have a great day, guys. Bye.